0: because if we weren't traveling in our RV, we've always said we'd be living in the mountain. Sure, absolutely. But it's that community where you kind of want, you are very independent, but you really rely on on each other in the community.
1: Absolutely, I mean, you're following your passion. So it's kind
0: of funny. You you made your
1: passion your lifestyle. Every day I'm inspired and every day I try to inspire. And uh, being able to be part of something that's like that is uh, indescribably fulfilling, I guess,
2: right? You're living making me want to park the RV. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Craft Beer Travel and Adventure Podcast with Living a Stout Life. This is where we sit down with creative thinkers, on-the-road adventurers, and craft beer lovers. Your hosts, Ken and April, live, work, and travel in a 24-foot RV in search of inspiring stories around a great beer. Hey! Hey! <laughs>
0: You're weird, man.
2: Well, Ford's a little weird, too, and that's who we're introducing, so.
0: Jason Ford is not weird. He's the face of Colorado beer.
2: He's an icon. He kind of is,
0: yeah. He's a very iconic figure in Colorado, for sure. I mean, you know, if you think of somebody who makes beer, a brewer, everybody thinks you have a beard, right? And you're wearing shorts all the time, and you're gruff, and that's him.
2: Andy He's not really
0: gruff, though. He's more gregarious.
2: And he lives in the mountains and wearing shorts.
0: Yeah. (laughs) He's crazy, man. Like middle of winter. It's 20 degrees in Breckenridge and he's walking around in shorts. But he's got the beard to make up for it because his beard has got the big old Santa Claus beard.
2: Maybe he's preparing for Burning Man.
0: He probably is. Every year he's preparing for. I think he's just perpetually. Perpetually. Perpetually preparing for Burning Man. That's hard to say.
2: He helps to build the man. He's he's like on the...
0: We probably should say who he is, first of oh, all. Oh,
2: well, Jason Ford is the owner of Broken Compass Brewing <laughs> and Breckenridge.
0: And one of the guys who builds a man at Burning Man. So at he's least not... he has.
2: Well, yeah, but he's not just a brewer, and this isn't about beer. This is more than...
0: It is about beer, but it's way more than about beer. And beer is way more than about beer. It's not always about just the beer. It's, it's usually not. I mean, beer is great, but... There's so much more that goes into a great beer than just the taste of the
2: beer. And that's probably one reason why Ford is kind of an icon in that, because he realizes that beer is more about like the community. And then another reason why he loves Breckenridge um, and Summit County, because you're in this tight-knit family that becomes this really great community. It's another reason why we actually love Breckenridge as well and why we're up there. Oh, and I just remembered that was like one of our first... Like inaugural trips with Rafe, our RV. Uh, with our RV,
0: yes. Yeah, I mean that was a good testing ground for the RV, and like, you know, things froze a little bit, but <laughs> because we decided to test it in the middle of winter in Breckenridge, where it, you're at, you know, nine thousand feet and mm-hmm. eight nine thousand feet, and it gets really cold at night, like 15, 20 degrees at the time we were there, I think. But
2: yeah. it was good, and we did park in fun. his driveway for a while, so that was good. Um, maybe we should let Ford tell his story.
0: We probably should, yeah. And we'll shut We're up. We're kinda boring to tell you the story here. He's quite the character, so I think you'll enjoy this one. Yeah. I know we did.
2: All right. You gonna introduce him. Introducing? Jason Ford. <laughs> You're such a weirdo.
0: Without further ado, Jason Ford. You're boring. No, I was being eloquent. We're done. Here's Ford. You know you
1: talk about, you know, as an engineer before this and you talk about you yeah. love your job. I love my job, but this isn't even a job, right? Making beer for a living. Are you kidding me? And, hey. in, a, and in a mountain town? I mean, oh man, it's incredible. It's it's kind of it's kind of like pie in the five sky of my six bosses, right? Yeah, there. it's like pie in the sky, yeah. Super fun.
0: So you were an engineer before. How where does where does engineer Ford start or it's probably engineer Jason and now It you're was engineer Ford, Jason the brewer. Yes. Yeah. People call me hey, Jace, I usually don't answer. You I'm end like, up Who's with that? <laughs> you go from being an engineer to running a brewery, not only running a brewery, but in a mountain town yes. in Colorado, not even in the busiest part of the mountain town. Right. How yeah. does that happen? Where do you? Where does that transition happen?
1: So, a uh, chemical engineer was my career, and uh, right. I was in research and development my whole career. And I got really lucky. Made a lot of really cool stuff. Had a lot of fun. And then I made the mistake of taking a management position. <laughs> right. And uh, I sat around. I uh, made a lot of money, to sit around and tell people what to do, and I about lost my mind. Um, yeah. I'm that guy that needs to do and create, and all of a sudden that creative outlook was gone. And had a good buddy uh, down in uh, Denver started uh, Lone Tree Brewing. Oh, yeah. And good I was brewery. like, you know, that was kind of my hobby job for a while. I went there and I brewed a little bit, served some beers, worked out in the tap room, mm-hmm. and uh, I was like, man, this is great. I could do this. I uh, ended up, you know, saying, hey, let's uh, see what it takes to start a brewery and was looking at starting one down in Denver at the time. And then uh, it's like, I had the beer, needed somebody at the business. Uh, my ex business partner Axe has been up here since 97. And we kind of sat down and we're like, he's like, what about Breckenridge? I'm like, what about Breckenridge? You know, I kind of had to, yeah. had to calm myself down. I was like, you know, living in the mountains. <laughs> you don't own a mountain town brewery. Like I said, it's, it's kind of pie in the sky for me. You know, it's, yeah, it's, it is. it's, it's amazing.
0: Mean, Denver was blowing up at the time brewery wise. So there's one yes. on every corner, but even here in Breckenridge, where it's, you know, a very heavily trafficked town, a lot of tourism. Right. I mean, it's what we're known of, for. That's what it is, yeah. You know, and but there aren't very many breweries here, well, you know. It I was mean, Breckenridge a... is up here, sure. Breckenridge Brewing. and
1: Well, it's interesting. You had the main four. Uh, Breckenridge was in 90. Uh, the other guys, uh, Pug Ryan's, Dillon Dam, mm-hmm. and uh, Backcountry were all about 97, 98. And then there was no new brewery up here in any of Summit until we opened in uh, 2014. Tell me how that happens, I have no idea. Um, So we were lucky, jumped on that. Um, and it's a good timing too, about five years ago, you could still, you know, a little easier to make an impact now than with all the people that have all the new breweries coming online. And uh, we're really lucky, filled a niche. Um, And, you know, really lucky we were, uh, you know, just, you know, the the locals love us. And it made a big difference in in how they embraced us and, and
0: what they've made us who we are, so. So kind of along those lines, aside from just, you know, going from career to career, I mean, you made a big transformation by moving up here into Breckenridge. Yep. And I mean, how was that transition for you? Just like even personally, like mixing your, obviously the brewery is very personal to you Yeah, absolutely. and brewing's very personal to you. Yep. Um, but becoming part of this mountain community, which that's... That's a big difference from living down in Denver, you know. Um, it's I, a different, it, whole different life. A
1: whole different ballgame, right? It's uh, it's not easy to be up here, you know. It's it's hard for people. There's yeah. a lot of kinds of people that have two, three jobs, and they know what they're doing, right? You, you, you play hard, you yeah. pay hard, um, you know. And they're, they're making it happen because they know what a great community is up here and how fun stuff is up here and how fun it is to be up here. And I can't stress enough or even explain how tight the community is up here and how much it means to everybody. Um, like I said, because it's so hard, we all depend on each other and, uh, being able to fit into, and not only be fit into, I guess, but be a a major part of this community is, is what makes this place by far the greatest. Um, you know, I never would have been able to have that in Denver and, uh, to be able to have it up here is amazing.
0: It's kind of interesting because as we travel around to breweries and stuff, I mean, we find community everywhere we go, right? You know, just the whole, I mean, obviously, you know from being an industry insider, the brewing community is very supportive of each other. The, absolutely. The craft industry. So refreshing. The it's craft amazing. side of it is very supportive of each other. And yep. my wife and I travel around a lot in our RV, and so we're living full-time in an RV, and we've kind of found that similar community around the RV community, which we were drawn to in the mountain lifestyle. Because if we weren't traveling in our RV, we've always said we'd be living in the mountain. Sure, absolutely. But it's that community where you kind of... Want, you are very independent, but you really rely on on each other in the community.
1: Absolutely. I mean, you're following your passion. So it's kind of funny. You made, you made your passion your lifestyle, right? And that's, yes.
0: And that's what having a brewery is. Um, we've been around here as just craft beer drinkers for a long time, but now getting a little bit more onto the inside. I mean, you're kind of a an icon in colorado craft beer. i don't know how much you realize it <laughs> i don't i don't think so i think it's the you beard. probably don't no yeah i, I don't it, it, it might, might be the no. beard yeah <laughs> I, the beard has something to do with it but, i mean you're very recognizable of course right. but well, i mean everybody we talk to is like oh my gosh ford yeah he's such a great guy he's like anything you, well, you go out and right, your awesome. look for people so <laughs> awesome i mean well, it, it's easy to do in this industry right like seriously yeah. everybody
1: wants to help everybody out everybody's cool um you know everybody wants to just make great beer that's all we want to do right it's easy to support that and you get the true. support back right that's true so that's of, uh just that's, reciprocated that's what there. it's all about yeah
0: like here today we're talking because we love craft beer and we love the community around it and we obviously have broken compass it's been right. a place we've been coming probably since about day one and uh yeah back when so, we
1: back when we had the uh the old the old tiny space yeah yeah
0: yeah it was a little smaller back then yeah, but yep. you're expanding now i mean and you guys have taken a different road where you've pretty much stuck to your community well, you know, know a couple things going on number one you know there's over
1: five million visitors a year in breckenridge right and why are they here party drink have a good time vacation yeah you know so everybody's looking to even in to the summertime right, yeah, in in summer everybody's coming bikes. you know everybody's looking to come to the breweries um so it makes it a little easier uh, you know, when yeah. you have that type of, of um, population rolling in wanting to drink beer and there's tourists, you know, there's a lot of turnover so you don't get the fatigue that, that some breweries can get, mm. you know, that there's a lot more people right. where everything's brand new and shiny, right? So they That's come true. in and they're having fun with that. So, you know, we definitely have, we definitely have that going for us. Um, and, you know, one of the mantras when we started this was to have a good life in the mountains, right? We don't need to become as big as we can to make that a reality right Right. you know the the community that loves us and supports us uh, sends the people here and we give the people a, a good beer and a good experience and uh,
0: life on the mountains good well and I think uh, like your lineup of beers too kind of reflects that I don't know if it I don't know if it started that or if it's just a reflection of that where you have a lot of good core beers that people know and attach to Right. Uh, and so they know they can always get that here, or almost always get that yep, here. Yep, and yep. then and then about half your other wine changes pretty frequently. I mean, that's... A- And you do wacky one-off Wednesday where every Wednesday you've got something different. Something day. different and something new. As long as that keg lasts, that's about what you get, yes. right? It's about a keg. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know, there's a couple things to keep it fun, right?
1: You, we, you, want yeah. the, you want the good beers, the core beers that people know you for, right? Like obviously our coconut porter. You know that's that's one of the big guys, one of the big guys uh, for, for us. It. You know, that's it's, what it, us. right? It's our most famous beer. If you like porters um, or stouts, this is a bucket list beer. Yeah, it's. I mean, it is. It's very popular. Um, I feel bad for my beer tenders when we run out. Mm-hmm. People get. I mean, my beer tenders <laughs> get yelled at. I was like, hey, it's not their fault. Easy. <laughs> um, you know, our first JBF medal and our most popular beer. Um, you always want that type of stuff to be around because you know people. Mm-hmm. Th- like I said, that's bucket list. People travel from all over. The, the country just come to that beer and tell us about it all the time, but at the same time you want to keep it fun Right, right. That's, that's why you bring on those new recipes those new beers um, One of the things we've done is we've started like our, our IP our IPA series mm-hmm. uh, We rotate through in our stout series. We rotate through okay, so you know It's it's never the same never the same batch twice for those guys We just keep having fun new recipes and stuff like that and that's what keeps it fun and interesting You know, like I said, you don't you don't just get in that rut and making the same beers all the time You know, you make the stuff that people want and then you Make some stuff that they don't know that they want
0: yeah. until they try it, right? And that's the fun. And it's funny how that's kind of cyclical sometimes because like, like right here I've got the Snowblind Double IPA yep. and really for all intents and pur- purposes this is kind of that classic West Coast American IPA that's got Absolutely. that kind of danky, piney, Yep. And but still has that citrusy n- nose to it too. Um, right. Uh, it is kind of big. It's a double, so it's it, a little it, bit it's big. It's a big beer, it, you bet. But it drinks really nice. If that's you, the point. And you know, in, in this time when we've gone crazy with IPAs, like, I mean, what's the you big know, thing that's, now? The milkshake
1: IPAs, right? And the big hazy, juicy, hazies, juicy, everywhere. Bombs. Yes. Well, that's where we have fun with the, the wacky big one-off, classic. right? Like we'll we'll have our classic beers, and then every now and then we'll 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 get a little crazy and throw some new stuff out there. And that's where we have that's where we get really crazy, um, is stuff like that. Um, I've never been a big trend guy. Yeah. And uh, so... Imagine that. You know, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, you know, I'm all about balance and flavors. So, you know, we've never done a hazy. Finally got on the sour train.
0: You've um, never done a hazy? No. Period?
1: Nope. Never done a hazy. Um, same thing, Just probably won't do a brew. I don't like those yeast questions. <laughs> well, all I, they
0: know is ice. I, I, lo- I and love and the beers,
1: honestly. and, like, maybe, maybe we'll do a batch of that sometime. But I'm like, you know, I, I like... I don't want to say classic styles because coconut porter is not a classic style but uh well that's like i said flavors balance stuff like that that's what we're about um i might say we're never gonna do that probably not but you know it's not at the top of our list like a lot of people we just have fun and make what we feel like you know make what we feel like making and and that's usually a little more classic styles and and maybe some classic styles with some flavors and stuff same thing you know chili pepper pale ale very popular um our ginger Mm -hmm. um is one of our biggest beers that's um, supposed to be a seasonal one time, and it became our third best seller overnight. And it's one of the beers that we ripped the most through.
0: But it's got to be fun, like brewing different things, too. It keeps it interesting for you as a brewer. I mean, that, I that's mean, the whole point. You know, that's, if that's for anybody who's a that. home brewer out there, too, or other professional brewers, you know, it's fun to like brew what people want, but it's also fun to play around a little bit and see what you can do. Absolutely. Or brew what you like. Sometimes you make yeah, that call, like,
1: our FDFH Brown, one of my favorite beers, doesn't sell real well, but you really battle, yeah, you better. Okay. It's a it's a hoppy brew. It freaks bre- people out. Okay. <laughs> it's more right. of that kind of. Yeah, it's more of that, and it's uh, and you know, people that want browns usually don't want hoppy. So um, every now and then, though, we brew that because that's what I want to
0: drink. That's cool. And that's what you want to drink.
2: Way too serious. Uh oh. <laughs> we went down the
0: rabbit hole. Don't we we get a, a little technical. No, uh, yeah. We do have a brown in here. So yeah, this, have- this is the FDFH brown with a twist that's
1: right so that's our barrel aged version and we
0: aged in barrels much bigger than this glass. yes (laughs) much bigger
1: than this glass exactly so let me tell you how fun that is being a quarter mile down the road from a distillery we have a shuttle they have a shuttle we shuttle each other back and forth all the time um basically we have an unlimited we have an unlimited source of barrels you know we have bourbon they also have port barrels that they age their their bourbon in uh we'll get their rum barrels have fun with that stuff and it's just a beautiful collaboration. Absolutely love, you know, working with uh, Breckenridge. story. super, super fun. That's well, that's really gotta be good. fun. Not to mention their booze is damn tasty. Yeah, <laughs> it, is. <laughs> it is very good. Yeah. The bourbon is like, yeah.
0: off the hook yeah. over
1: there. Absolutely, those guys do a fabulous job. And, and like I said, being able to, cl- to collaborate with those guys on any level, obviously, is a little different because One's a distillery and one's a brewery, but we do everything we can with them. Great partner and just, it results in a ton of fun. You know, like we were talking earlier over in our barrel space, you know, I love, we do aging, we do barrel fermentation, we do, you know, barrel souring, pitching. Um, and because we have that resource and, and it's also nice, we get, they, they empty the barrels and we get them that day right we don't wow. get dry barrels we get we get sloppy barrels and man does that make for some fun So you can fun really pick stuff. up the flavor out absolutely. of that, i imagine absolutely yep wow super fun that's incredible yep. yep, a lot of fun and
0: yeah you mentioned your your barrel space so like you know when you're in a town like this space is at a premium oh man you know you if that you've that ever again. been in a mountain town like you can't you can't just sprawl like in in a metro area like denver right. or something it's like there's a lot right. of open right. land you, you don't you don't you
1: don't go five miles down the road and find some some uh you know some up open space right um where you can you know put in well and you don't want to facility. mess up that open space like right. you have yeah.
2: that open space right. that's there and you want to keep that pristine space too
0: right yeah when you're in a, an area like this people don't want that sprawl everywhere for right. the for the most part understandable um,
1: you know that's, that's you why we love, live here that's why that's you're why up I'm here, here. Yep. you love
0: nature and you yep. love this outdoor space and but you have chosen not to do the distribution model to grow your business But you are kind of expanding up here a little bit, like with the barrel room where you're going to be expanding into an event center and things like that, where you can offer more space for people to come here and really enjoy it. Like you said,
1: ways to grow without necessarily doing distribution. Distribution is obviously an entirely different game. Um... And
0: not, not that there's anything wrong with that for people I, who want I to agree. distribute. That's great. You absolutely. Know? I mean, but you do lose some control there.
1: Yes, absolutely. Which um, is
0: probably a key factor, I would imagine. You know, and
1: it's it's, it's, a, it's a big step. You know, your production goes way up. You make less per ounce. You have to hire staff to distribute and or handle sales. And, um, you know, we're mm-hmm. lucky enough, like I said, that we don't have to deal with that and don't want to,
0: frankly. Is that like somewhere I said, you don't really plan on going no. right now? Nope. No?
1: Nope. I mean, like I said, we're lucky enough with the... With the millions of people that come to Breckenridge every year that, uh, you know, we don't have to necessarily Now, do I want to be in cool places? Do I want to go to Fresh Craft to have a keg on? You bet. I was talking to Jason a couple weeks yeah. ago. You know, I'd love to do stuff like that. Uh, Fire on the mountain. I uh, would lived in Portland for 10 years. My favorite wing place, they have grape beer. we want to get some kegs there for fun? Yeah. And one of the really fun things about industry right now is they uh, everybody's into rotators. You know, they don't yeah. carry one brewery, and they don't carry one beer from that brewery. Yeah, you can't really hold a, a tap keg, right for no, very long anymore. It's a, and, and that's perfect for us, right? Yeah. I can take two kegs down Fresh Craft, and... And he's up. not
0: kidding. He will take them down there. Yes, absolutely. We've run into you, like, as we're out filming other interviews, and walks forward. <laughs> well that's that's
1: that's one of the fun. It's a pretty cool thing. But, but that's one of the fun parts right now i get to go to the, all these breweries and beer bars yeah. and and try their stuff and talk shop and and get to see and the people try all
0: those funky cool beers that they're absolutely. doing and see what see what other people yep. got absolutely you can feel the pulse when you're out there you know, absolutely and see what's going well on. And like i
1: said we're all pretty busy people and the, the time i see these people we're all at uh at festivals and stuff and to be able to see yeah. these people outside of that is always always awesome
0: well, and you when know, you're at a festival, talk shop. it's hard to remember everybody because, well, there's that like, as well, yes. about two hours into a festival, <laughs> you know what? It's that's hard a, to remember what happened. At the that's, that can be a beautiful thing too, because I'm horrible
1: with names. <laughs> yeah, horrible names are like, oh, must Built have been drinking. Excuse. Yes, must have been drinking.
0: <laughs> Built too in excuse. Yeah. Too much of this stuff. Yeah, because exactly. this one, uh, this is the Imperial Brown, yep. which that's what about clocks in around thirteen yeah. percent, twelve something. Yep.
1: Yeah, usually between twelve and thirteen. That's got to be one of the
0: higher ABVs you do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like you don't. Like I said, it, we get those sloppy barrels. There's usually, you know, a little, little more in there, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, we obviously this is, you know, this is the double mash, single, single kettle um, drive that up there. And I'm not a big guy on adding sugars or using, you know, uh, like champagne yeast or anything to finish it out. It, you know, I just kind of, kind of keep it simple. Get what you get from the grains and uh, and throw a good yeast in there and let it rip. You kind of like to keep the ingredients more on the natural side. And sure. As, and obviously, there's nothing wrong with that, but that's no, just, that's no. just not what we do yeah you know
0: and there are a lot of great brewers out there now that are doing adjuncts where adjuncts used to be like a dirty word for correct throwing stuff in beer to right. just you know you know kind of flesh it out and make right. your money now, now but, people are having fun with it but now an adjunct can be just an ingredient that's right you a Reese's know, people, peanut butter cup yeah a Reese's, <laughs> be- which you have just oh, knew, it, right? it does it
1: it absolutely hurts. which you absolutely. guys a lot of good sugars in yeah beer. at least she
0: didn't take this beer she did take the beer yes yeah I mean a, like
1: I said uh, yeah it all, we talk about community. I come back to it all the time, and it's just its yeah. amazing. Not only the beer community, but the community we have up here. I mean, when I say that we are who we are because of them, I'm not kidding around. Um, yeah, and, you know, we're like everybody. You did Tuesday trivia. The the, the wacky one-off really fun. It's amazing how many texts I get from my friends saying, what do you got going this week? You know, it's oh, pretty yeah. fun, yeah. I, I everybody, watch everybody, it. everybody really looks forward to it now. Even when
0: we're across the country, I'm looking at Facebook, going, right. "Okay, what is what do they got this week?" Because right. I'm like, "Oh man!" And it's probably just like torture for myself more than right. anything. <laughs> you know, you're not going to get because any... I'm you I can not get it, there. It's, it's a keg, and that's <laughs> I'm all you like got.
2: Interested on the event invite thing, and I'm like, "You're halfway across the country." <laughs> I you am interested. Happened.
0: I'm still interested. Yeah, not out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, it, it's really cool what you guys have built up here and all the space, but. People up here make it easy, man. The place and the people make it easy. You, in particular, you got a pretty cool, interesting trip you went on recently to let out some of that. Yeah. Um, Burning Man.
1: Not just let it out, above and beyond. Burning, Burning Man, yeah. Man.
0: Was that your first trip to Burning no, Man? No,
1: was my third. Your third. Um, so. Yeah, I was at 2012 it was the first time I went I had some, uh, some really good friends, co-worker, my wife had a brother that goes every year. Uh, brother-in-law that goes every year, and I was like, "It's something that I've wanted to do for quite a while." Mm-hmm. So 2012 just rolled out there. Was with the regular camp, had a lot of fun. Just um, as an
0: attendee, just, just as attendee, yeah, and...
1: just and as a attendee, and and even that is spectacular. Okay. Um, but I've been really lucky uh, to fall into uh, what's called uh, man base, and I've been on the crew the past couple of years that that builds the man. That's crazy. So, so 20, that's
0: like the main focal point of the whole, because we haven't been. We haven't been yet.
1: Okay, you will. I say yes. Believe me, you really yeah, should. Because yes. we do need
0: to go. It's like more and more I'm like.
1: Yeah, you really, you really, really should. should. Especially um, following
0: you there this year, I was like, wow, that, that is pretty yeah, cool.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. So the first year I helped build the man, uh, I had a friend that lived up here in Breckenridge. Know, maybe two weeks before uh, the festival, he called me up and he said, um, I got one of our volunteers that has an extra ticket for you if you can make it out. And oh, I was man. like, that'd be awesome. You know, short, short notice, I got a ticket, I'll make it happen. And he's like, get out here as soon as you can, we need help finishing up the man. And I was (laughs) like, how cool would that be to go out there and help build the man? It's, you're talking 14, 16 hours a day, working in the desert, building, hot. Desert wants to kill you every day. Um, But you're hanging out with people that are so dedicated to something that they believe in, and to be able to be part of that was one of the coolest things I'd ever done. you know the, the building's hard, but that's not why you're out there. You're out there for community. Well, once again,
0: once again, community. Right? Yeah. Right, again, once again, it, you're it. out Senators there for the community. community. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you say building the man. For people that don't know, the man. It's it's so can you explain the, 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 it a little bit? Because I absolutely. have an idea,
1: but absolutely. So there's two main structures. I don't mess it up. There's the man, okay. and then there's the temple. Okay. Um, the man is the let's build this and burn the motherfucker down, have a big ass party, right. and have a good time, right? That's the man. And
0: this is a big basically, for lack of a better term, it's a statue. We're not talking 10, 15 feet tall.
1: No, we're talking 100, 100, 120 feet, depending on the structure and what you got going. I mean, it's it's a true structure.
0: Later set on fire.
1: Well, burn it to the ground, right? That's the the whole point, so. um, The burning man. Yeah, the burning man, so. UG construction starts about three months ahead of time in Reno where they now have a ranch next to uh, Black Rock City where it's built and they'll start construction and pre-build as much as they can. Um, and so then like a month before the burn, all of the general contractors and volunteers that are building will come out and start building the city. There's actually a Department of Public Works that has hundreds really? of people that are in charge of building the city.
0: Of just, is it a Have Department you, of Public Works for Burning Man?
1: That's it, for Black Rock City. So that's what it's called, yeah. at
0: the Black Rock City. Yep. But, but Black Rock City is, it's the desert, it's it the city that up pops up. It comes up at yep. one time, pops up this one time per year, Yep, and then when it's over, it's gone. It goes from zero people to
1: 80,000 people and back to zero wow. within a month's time. Yeah, yeah but wow. it's fun. Like, there's heavy equipment, there's fuel, there's man base, you know, all these different crews that, that actually help that make Burning Man run actually. And so I was lucky enough to get on this man crew. Um, that first year, went out there for four days, built, got to know these guys, made a good enough impression that uh, last year they asked me to come out for the whole build. Wow. So I was lucky enough to um, be able to go to the desert for five weeks and be part of the entire build of wow. the man and the burn down, the whole deal, yeah. That's gotta be an
0: incredible experience, uh, especially once everything, one, to be there, like you said, with the community yep. doing this. And then when everybody kind of Assembles there, and you've got eighty thousand people right. that are there for what you guys were yeah. working on, and yep. I mean, or at least you're the focal point of what you know. Right. Yeah. That's the centerpiece it's, of, what, uh, of why people. It was. It's,
1: it's, it's inexplainable, I don't. I try to don't try to explain it. People. Burning
0: Man, much yeah. less
1: being able to build the man. Um, it doesn't. You just got to go, man. You just got to go. Yeah. Um, and like I'm saying, there's the man, in there, there's the temple. The temple is one of my favorite parts. Um, it's the one that's. Uh, it's it's there. It's more serious. It's there for people to. Um, heal and you know, share share the good times, the bad times. A lot of tributes are left for lost loved ones, stuff like that. Oh, wow. And uh, that burns down the following night, and it's a very quiet, solemn, beautiful thing. So, um, the man
0: is more of the party. Kind the man's of the party. Embrace right? life now and yep. really live it up, and exactly. then the next. The The the
1: temple's for, like I said, remembrances and, you know, it's a lot more solemn, beautiful event. They're both beautiful, don't get me wrong, but very, very, very different and both are extremely incredible. That's amazing. And yeah, like I said, people ask me all the time to explain it and should I go and I was like, number one, you can't explain it. I just stopped. I was like, you can't explain it, you just got to go. But you got to want to go, right? You're you're in the desert for five, six, seven days and you have to take everything you need and you have to be committed or you're not going to have a good time.
0: Well, like... like here, where you're at in Breckenridge, in a mountain town. I mean, I think it's kind of similar. I see some similarities where not everybody can live up here. I mean, Absolutely coming not. up to Breckenridge right. and going snowboarding or skiing or just hanging out downtown and and doing your thing. You know, that's that's one thing to come up for right. a few days or yep. or come to Oktoberfest or whatever. And but you know, to live up here year-round, like I said, it, it it's, it's, it's a, a lot harder lifestyle. Thing. It's a different, it's a different lifestyle. lifestyle than a lot of people are used to. Yep
1: and like i said that's once again that's where that community comes from and we all rely on each other and and uh you know one of the main sayings on the ply is the ply shall provide and it really really does you know we all depend on each other to make this work and and to, to have fun and to take care of each other and that, that you know a lot of the same things apply up here
0: you know we all depend on each other to make this place as fabulous as it is well with that as we kind of wind things down we always have like a little question we ask everybody at the end of the interview and we like to ask what, like in Jason Ford's opinion, what is living a stout life? Because and, and it's different for everyone. Everyone has a different opinion of what a stout life is.
1: Right, absolutely. Besides the beer. <laughs> right. Besides the beer. Well, you know, obviously community, but, but above and beyond that, um, you know, living life to the fullest and being involved. It's uh, amazing how inspired I am up here every day by what I see people up here do. Um, you got world-class athletes, you've just got people that, you know, they've been up here for 20 years with their PhD, they've got a condo, and they'll absolutely never leave. Um, And they're, you know, they're bartending, beer-tending, bartending, because they know how great life is up here. Like I said, I'm not kidding, you live life to the fullest up here every day. Every day I'm inspired, and every day I try to inspire. And uh, being able to be part of something that's like that is... uh, Indescribably fulfilling, I guess. Right? You know, You're living that
2: making me want to park the RV.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap, man. If that doesn't inspire you, I don't know what does. But I mean, we're recording this right now in the middle of a pandemic and I want to go. I want to go. I want to get outside and I want to go and screw this all. I mean, man, I just want to be back with people a lot more than but I want to be in the mountains now. I want to be riding my snowboard and then going down and riding my bike after snowboarding i you know
2: and then to broken compass mountain life and for yeah. a beer broken compass for a beer <sighs> and for those of you that don't know before we moved into an rv we were actually planning on moving to the mountains probably breckenridge um, yeah
0: we definitely would have landed somewhere near there for sure if
2: yeah. not breckenridge we've done a lot of like really growing up there on the mountain with our kids with our family oh, yeah. we've snowboarded like all over summit county so there's like a special place in our heart there so we totally get what Ford's saying about that that beautiful mountains and the, the scenery and the community and the people. And it's like a family up there, it really is.
0: Yeah, we spent enough time there, even though we weren't truly locals there, we spent enough time there that we made friends with a lot of locals and have a lot of friends up there now. And, you know, it's just, it's very much like our, our RV community that, ev- you know you make certain friends that are just really tight-knit even though you're not always together you know you kind of lean on each other a little bit for help on this or that and you know it it may take different forms whether you're on the road driving around or traveling around or whatever versus the mountains but it's very similar community and you know the mountain lifestyle is just incredible there's so much outdoor great stuff to do and I don't know, it's just a beautiful place to be.
2: And then you celebrate it at the end at Broken Compass. It's totally worth it. Go to Broken Compass. Yeah, (laughs) now I saw like an advertisement. I thought I was the one that was the
0: advertising. I know! I'm the one that says the promoter all the time, right?
2: I don't know, it is one of our favorite breweries and we do love it, so. And it's in Breckenridge. I mean, what can you say?
0: Yeah, make sure when you go in there say hi to Buckets and Socks for us.
2: Yeah, cheers. We'd love to hear from you, so keep the conversation going. Send us a note, share a beer recommendation or two, or just say hey. Oh, and remember to subscribe so you don't miss out. This Stout Conversation has been brought to you by livingastoutlife.com, where you can find community and resources for all your craft beer travel and adventure lifestyle needs.